and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, Sarah and I are at the field house of Corning Painted Post High School, and we're going to talk to you all about the program Girls on the Run. We have a very special guest to join that conversation. As always, please stay with us until the end when we'll tell you what we're looking forward to in the next couple of weeks. Hmm. So, Sarah. Really happy that we're going to talk about Girls on the Run today. Me too. And for a couple of reasons. One, it means we get to be here at the field house. Yeah. And which this is, it's an amazing facility. Yes. I'm blown away. It is spectacular. Two, it means that I got to wear athleisure attire all day. <laughs> Even though I didn't have to, I chose to. And I wore my Community Foundation running shirt all day. And it is bright. It's so orange. The color <laughs> was chosen, for anyone who doesn't know this, by John Siriani, our finance officer. Mm-hmm. We gave him the chance to pick the color. The one and only and last time. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> so... Girls on the Run, what can you tell us about this program, Sarah? So this is one of my favorite programs, and I know I say that a lot because there's so many really good programs out there, but this is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So Girls on the Run, um, we have a local chapter here of of Girls on the Run, which is a national and even international organization now. It was started in 1996 by a woman named Molly Barker, so it's been around for quite a long time. And she started in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and the mission and goal is to inspire girls to live joyful, healthy, creative lives. Now Molly, from the research and what I know about her, she struggled with her own mm-hmm. you know, illnesses, alcoholism and, and things like that. And then she found running. And running was a way for her to feel strong and confident and so she just developed this amazing program around that. And we were very fortunate because in 2012, that program came to this area. And if anyone out there has been following the Community Foundation videos for a little while, uh, back in 2012, we did a series of grant surprises. And one of those surprises was Girls on the Run, the very day they were launching their first signups. Yeah. So we have with us today Sarah Blagg. Sarah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. What can you tell us about the local program? You've been a part of it for a couple of years now. I have. Um, I was actually at the very first Girls on the Run in 2012 as a volunteer, and I remember just being so struck by how fun it was Mm -hmm. and how really joyful all the girls seemed, which is so great because that, I think, really is a pointed part of their mission, is joyfulness. Um, And they were just so great, and I know that there were only 20 girls in the program at that time, that Mm -hmm. very first year, and Girls on the Run of the Southern Tier now serves over 350 girls. Wow, gosh. Um, So when you pair that up with all the volunteers that we have, it gets to be quite a lot of people. Can you tell us some things about the program? How, you know, What are the ages of these girls and, and what do they do at Girls on the Run? So Girls on the Run is for third through fifth grade girls and there's a middle school program called Heart and Soul which is for sixth through eighth grade girls. Um, I mean, they pretty much learn a lot of skills, a lot of things with emotions, how to live emotionally healthy lives. Um, they learn a lot about making good friendships and making good choices. Uh, They really focus on the whole girl, Um, you know, not just focusing on what are the girls good at, but what goals can they work toward? How can they reach those goals in a smart way? Um, Just really focusing on the happiness and uh, even the girls who don't like to run who are signed up Mm -hmm. by the end of the program generally generally have a little more affection for running. That was certainly true for me, not a and runner. And I think that's but, important to know yeah. is that running, even though the name of it 
is girls mm -hmm. on the run for the younger ones. Running is just a just one of the components. Yeah, that's and there's just so much more. Yes, that's how they learn to work toward a goal. Right. Is they learn how to pace themselves and how to make decisions that enable them to run a 5K mm -hmm. by the end of the season. Um, so that's really. That's really the point of the of the running is to teach them that you can set a goal and achieve it for yourself mm -hmm. if you know how to work toward it, if you have support to work toward it, um, and if you can figure out how to make it fun for yourself, then you'll right. have a better time doing it too. Well, those are really transferable skills. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. At work, we work toward goals. Mm -hmm. In relationships, you know, these are mm -hmm. things that we really need to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite part of volunteering for Girls on the Run? Um, I think my favorite part is getting to know the girls. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy getting to spend time with them and seeing them grow through the program. Mm -hmm. And being somebody who doesn't particularly enjoy running myself, um, by the end of last season, which was my first season coaching, I felt kind of like a little more positive about it. And I <laughs> definitely felt like I knew I could do it if I set my mind to it. So the skills definitely, you learn them right along with the girls. Um, it's very eye-opening to coach as well and to hear the answers that they have to say. Mm -hmm. I think along with getting to know them, the girls get a chance to talk. Oh. And I don't think they get that as often as they would like to. Right. Um, so it's it's just so rewarding. That's what I was, you yeah. sort of answered the question that I had in my head. Um, why? Why is it important to have this kind of group just for girls? Um, I think it's important because I think it's different than a lot of the other programs that are out there for girls. Mm -hmm. um, I think probably the closest would be something like Girl Scouts, right. um, which is also, you know, focuses on learning skills and forming relationships and setting goals. But the fact that they set a very visible goal mm -hmm. and achieve it in a specific amount of time. Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes it so different because it really is proof to them that yes, at the beginning of the season, it was planned that I would run a 5K and even if I didn't think I could do it, now here I am just a couple months later and I'm able to do it. Yeah. So I think that's the big difference between Girls on the Run and a lot of other mm -hmm. programs that are out there just for girls. And they get that chance to be with each other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the girls are signed up and they're not necessarily signed up with friends who are in the program mm -hmm. either. So they're getting to make a whole new support system for themselves. So if someone out there watching or listening right mm -hmm. now loves what they just heard and thinks either, I wanna get involved as a volunteer or I have a girl in my life that would really benefit from a program like this, how can they find out more information? The best way is to go to the website. It's www.gotrst, it's for girls on the run, Southern Tier, mm -hmm. org. Um, and it, the information on registering is right there on the site. Um, there is a $100 fee, but nobody should be swayed by that because we do receive funding that allows for scholarship availability. Okay. Um, so we really just want people, as many people as possible, who think that their girls might be interested to, to check it out and to sign up and you know find a location that's near them because we do have gosh, 23 sites this year oh, across gosh. five counties. So there's plenty of opportunities mm -hmm. for, for girls to join Girls on the Run. Well, thank yes. you, Sarah, so much for joining us today in this conversation, but also for the time you're spending yeah. with this program. They're lucky to have you, and it sounds like you're lucky to be part of it, too. It's it's the most incredible volunteer work I do. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, other Sarah. Yes. <laughs> 
without an H. Sarah without an H <laughs> to my to my right. What's something you're looking forward to in the next couple of weeks here in the uh, Old Southern Tier? Mm. Well, I sort of have two. I have a professional thing, and I have a you know fun community thing. So I have to give a little plug for our failure summit that yes, will be coming up in April, April fifth. And if folks out there don't know what a failure summit is, <laughs> it's an opportunity for um, we typically have six professionals, business or nonprofit, come up and talk about a professional failure that they had. Mm -hmm. And it sounds scary, but it's not because everybody fails. And yes. we, we really want to celebrate the, the, the fact that they took a risk and they tried something new. And what happens if everyone in the room decides that they had the greatest failure of them all? With the audience votes at the end. What oh, happens? sure. So, so that particular failure story um, gets an opportunity to grant a thousand dollars to their favorite local charity. So there's a real reason to get up there and speak yeah. and uh, and there's cookies share. and brownies <laughs> and, and treats and treats and it's a lot of fun. So, so what's your other? So thing? my other thing, and I just stumbled upon this. March 25th is going to be the Twin Tiers, and I'm going to get it wrong. Twin Tiers Mini Makers Fair. Oh, and fine. it's going to be at the Arnett Mall. It's a collaboration between the Chemung County Library Dis District, Corning Community College, Steuben Library sponsoring it. And it's where mm. a bunch of different makers, crafters, glass blowers, um, scientists who, you know, are, are doing incredible ex experiments just come together at the mall and just share all of their really cool things. And so anybody can go, it's on the oh. weekend. That sounds so, like fun. Yeah. Well, ironically, it sounds like March 25th is a pretty big oh. day here in the Southern Tier. Um, because the thing that I am looking forward to is our friends over at the Arts Council. I feel like I've talked about them before. They're kind of like our cousins mm -hmm. in funding here in the, the region. They are working with a group of local writers and poets to publish mm -hmm. something called the Sexuality Anthology. Oh. So for the first time, I think my thing I'm looking forward to is a little bit PG-13. Yeah. We don't really come together and have a lot of um, poetry around the topic of sexuality. Right. And I'm proud of the Arts Council for taking that topic and bringing it to the public and doing a call for poems. So this is being published, and then on March 25th, there will be a reading at 171 Cedar Arts. Oh, nice. and in the evening? In the evening. There All right, will be, so you can go to the you Maker's can go to the Fair, Maker Fair and early. And then go to the poetry reading. And then go to the poetry reading. And that might be kind of a grown-up night out for yeah. people. Um, there is a lot of sexuality in the media, mm -hmm. but not being addressed in a poetic or artistic nature. Right. So this is a chance for our region to try something new. Sounds and, great. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing how that goes. And our guest, Sarah Black, has had a poem selected for the anthology. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that. Great. So thank you very much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you to Corning Paint and Post High School for letting us set up in this space. If you haven't been in here, this field house is just really That's unreal. Amazing. And uh, thank you, Sarah, as always, for being my, my pleasure, my partner in crime. <laughs> so thank you all very much for watching or listening to this episode of the Good Works Podcast.